0: What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome! Yes, and I'm excited. We're excited. Our live podcast is next week, next week Friday. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. July 27th. Get your tickets. There's still few tickets available. Still very, 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 very few tickets are still available. You can hit up the website, which is uh, sonyhall.com or ticketmaster.com. Get your tickets. It's going to be a great night. The podcast, uh, comedians, and also, of course, food, drinks. So we're going to have an amazing, amazing time. So I look forward to seeing you guys July 27th.
1: Yes. And I came up with a great idea for the live podcast. We're always interested in meeting you guys and talking to you guys. And... We're going to do a contest for the live show. Right. And I'm going to explain the contest in a little bit. But the winner of the contest there that night is going to win a double date and night on the town with me and my handsome hubby. That's
0: right. (laughs) So I know um, when we talked the last podcast, we said this podcast, we will be talking about fantasies. Mm -hmm. But we got so many DMs, so many emails. What we're going to do is do the fantasy podcast live uh, July 27th. So we're going to do Sony that podcast. Wall. That's right. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about our fantasies that we've never spoke with each other. These are things that that Gia fantasizes when she masturbates. Come
1: on. That's the truth. That's just, that's, it's just extra. Like you could have just left it at saying when I fantasize. God, go ahead.
0: And then, of course, uh, what I fantasize about. When you masturbate. Gosh, you could have just said when you do it. So you're so extra. Sure. <laughs> Chuck. Chuck. So um, we're going to talk about that. But the the fun part about that is besides going through all the the masturbate, well, not the masturbation, Leo, <laughs> the fantasy stuff, besides going through all the fantasy stuff, we're going to bring people on stage. Yeah. And whoever has the best fantasy and you can say it in front of your boyfriend, your girlfriend, in front of everybody there and be honest, the best one is going to go on a, a double date with us. Mm-hmm. So and
1: 9-9-10. We're going to bring you to the club, yeah. buy you some drinks.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're going to go to our favorite nah, restaurant. Nah, nah, nah. We're
1: going to buy you a bottle. <laughs> our not, favorite
0: restaurant. I'm not laughing. Who's buying a bottle? We buying a bottle? We're going to buy
1: him a bottle. What's wrong with you? Like, this is not the time to be cheap.
0: All right. We'll buy him a bottle of Remy Martin because Remy Martin, that's what we drink in Remy Martin. So, no, we're going to buy you a bottle of what you drink. No, Remy Martin. That, they They're going drink- to get a
1: bottle of what they drink.
0: All right. You're drinking what we drink. We can
1: have Remy at the table, but we're definitely going to buy them a bottle of what they drink.
0: Okay. So, anyway, we're going to go to our favorite restaurant. We're going to take the couple to our favorite restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then after, we're going to do something after. Whether it's a club, whether it's a hookah bar, whether it's whatever it may be, we're going to go out after and make it at night. So, that's the double date. So, we want to hear your realest fantasies yeah, next Friday. Yeah, but you Friday. can't
1: come up there... And spitting out like a fake fantasy. I'm going to sniff you out. Like I have to be able to determine that it's real and authentic. Right. Okay. You might even have to masturbate on stage. That's not going to happen. Okay. Thank you. You got a thing for
0: masturbation, huh? No, I'm just saying it's, it's when you have fantasies.
1: <laughs> okay. So that's going to happen that night. So it is going to be a fun, fun, fun night. I'm excited.
0: All right. Now I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, were you ever addicted to masturbating?
1: Why are you asking me that right now? I
0: don't know because we were just talking about masturbation, and I'm like, wow. Were you ever addicted to masturbation? Why don't you
1: save that for the live show? Okay. Like, why would you ask me that now if that's what we're going to talk about? Then you're going to spoil it. I, I, and, I don't want to have these conversations before the show. I and want addiction it to be natural and organic.
0: And I think addiction is is more than two nuts a day masturbating by yourself. Oh, yeah, you were addicted. We'll talk about it it later. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it.
1: Um, Also, there's something I want to say. Yes. So when we were in the car, we came up with this earlier today um, on our way from the airport. And I said to Rashawn that I didn't think that it would be fair that on Pillow Talk, we teased. Well, not intentionally, but I started talking about my fantasy and then Rashawn threw it to well, you know what? We're going to talk about it on the next Casey Crew podcast, which would be this podcast. So, I don't necessarily think that it's fair that we kind of alluded to it and then talked about talking it talking about it on this podcast and then we're going to do it for the live show because a lot of you guys are from around the world or the other side of this country and you won't get to pretty much wrap up and finish up the conversation with us. So right now we're talking about airing the live podcast for you guys to see. Yeah,
0: so maybe. We haven't figured out if we can do it in time. But if we can, we might tape it and put it up on the uh, site so you guys can hear it.
1: But we might not be able to. So we are absolutely positively going to try. So I just wanted to put that out there so that, you know, you guys listening aren't like, oh... You know, I was kind of invested in that conversation. I wanted to see how it ended. So
0: right. So so again, get your tickets. July twenty seventh. It's a Friday. We're gonna have some fun, and we're talking about fantasies and masturbation. They got it. All right. They got it. All right. All right. Now you know what I wanted to talk about, and and this is something I, I want to say that that I love about our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I see a lot of people and I see a lot of friends and I see a lot of family and a lot of people we know are married, but I don't know sometimes if they adore each other. Now, it's a difference between being in love and, and loving somebody and being and being married, but the reason why I love our relationship, and we go through our ups and downs and sideways and lefts and rights and all types of ways, but one thing I would say is you adore me. <laughs> And, and you know what made me really, really think about it, right? And I don't know if you guys seen this video now. In a second, it's probably going to get loud because the kids just got home from uh, camp. So they're probably going to run in here and scream. But I'm just going to tell you that first. Um, so now when it comes to what made me think about it was I was watching the, uh, the Louis Vuitton fashion show. Mm-hmm. And this year they had Virgil. He was the designer. Now, if you don't know who Virgil is, Virgil got his start from Kanye West. He started designing sneakers and clothes for Kanye West. He left Kanye and then created Off-White. So he, Off-White is his. He designs it. It's his shit. That's his thing.
1: He only has a first name. He just goes by Virgil.
0: I don't remember his last name. Okay. All right. mm-hmm. So now Virgil was was hired by Louis Vuitton to be the head designer of Louis Vuitton, mm-hmm. which is which is big. I think it's the first time an African American has had that position it's very 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 big hold so, that thought oh here's the kids
1: mommy. hi papa
0: what's up boy boy
1: mommy
0: <laughs> mommy, mommy. You no know, daddy mommy. okay yeah, right. hi
1: my baby
0: get up out of here now you know to say hello to me get up out of here
1: hi brookie it's nanny
0: too hey brookie Chew. <laughs> hey baby it's nanny too Let's where's my kissy poo give Daddy's kiss. kiss say hello Okay. Hi, London. Say hi. hi. Say hi. Daddy. All right. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Hey, baby cakes. You want to say hi?
1: <gasps> yeah. Hi, everybody.
0: All right. <laughs> hi, baby. Where's my kiss? <laughs> wanna say, you want to say hi? You say hi, too. Hi. They said hi back. Okay, guys. Oh,
1: bye-bye. wait. No, look at Brookie. She wants to say hi, too. She okay, wants
0: to say hi on your break, mic? Break. Oh, boy. Hey. I'm sorry, guys. Say hi. Hey. Say hi,
1: everybody. All right. Oh, boy. Say, I go potty now. Go oh, potty at party <laughs> you go party <laughs> hold on say a butt butt but, but.
0: alright hello alright okay, okay, alright guys, guys all right, get, get up out of here Michael get up probably. out of here guys you gotta go you gotta go bye, bye guys bye. go 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 bye. I love you guys go 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 go, go, go. Oh, go, go. alright get up out of here go hurry up bye 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 and close the door close the door Lundy please hurry up and when we finish you could lay in here and watch TV with us okay bye bye baby alright
1: Wait, hold
0: on. Let them close it
1: really tight. All right.
0: Close it tight, baby. Okay. Sorry about that uh, interruption. All right. <laughs> so now we were. I was telling you about Virgil. Virgil. So I tell you, Virgil. I left off at Virgil created Off White, and Off White is a success. is doing so well. He's done collaborations with Converse and Nike and Jordan. So then uh, Louis Vuitton called him and told him that they wanted to be the head designer. They wanted him
1: to be the head designer. Right. To be the head
0: designer, I guess, of the summer, spring, fall collection that they have releasing. So Kanye West and Virgil kinda don't speak, I guess, because Virgil left Kanye. Mm -hmm. So they haven't really speaking. It's kind of been like a little beef, but it's kind of nerdy beef. It's not a real beef. Like these are designers. Like they're not (laughs) it's like one of those things where somebody graffitis and I graffiti over your graffiti. It's Mm -hmm, like they're not mm -hmm. fighting, but they just don't fuck with each other. Right. So anyway, during the fashion show in Paris, I know a lot of you seen it. When Virgil was walking out after, you know, because every time they show the line, the, the the designer always walks out after. He was walking out after, and he seen Kanye West.
1: So wait, so he was on the stage? When he, he was. It out. was a runway, yeah, runway. Right, so it wasn't was no stage. It was just well, the a runway. That's a, what a I runway. mean. So he comes out on the runway, and he
0: walks down a long runway, and, and you know, thanks everybody Waves, for coming. Mm-hmm. And Kanye was sitting front row, mm-hmm. so he seen Kanye, pointed at Kanye, and then him and Kanye kind of hugged so and embraced.
1: It wasn't the runway. It was
0: no run. It was no. Uh, it wasn't an uplifted runway. It was oh, a I runway. see. It
1: was flush with
0: flush with the floor. The floor, right? So with the ground. So when he seen Kanye, he walked over to Kanye, and Kanye and him embraced mm-hmm. for like 40, 30, 45 seconds, a minute. Where it, it was like it. Could, you could tell it was one of those things like we're brothers. I haven't seen you in a long time. This is childish. I love you. And they were just hugging and embracing him. Mm-hmm. And then after they stopped hugging, he continued to walk down the runway and Kanye was kind of just, you know, wiping his tears. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. You know, and I didn't pay no mind. I was like, wow, that was dope. That, you know, two men, two brothers seeing each other, they hugged each other, that was dope. And then they started showing all the different angles. Mm-hmm. You know, at first it was just one angle, one ta- one person taping it. Then it was all these different angles of people taping it. And I seen, and no disrespect to them, I seen Kim Kardashian st- st- sitting next to him, standing next to him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, that was a, a very emotional time. In Kanye's life because that was somebody he pretty much trained. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking to myself, and maybe it's just me the way that I think. I was like, if my wife was next to me and and I was that emotional where I was crying, my wife would have hugged me. She would have held me. She would have rubbed my neck or rubbed my back. And Kim was just clapping her hands. And I'm like. I don't think she adores him. And I could be wrong. This is just what I seen. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I could be wrong and not that it, it, it doesn't have to be a bad thing, but this is just what I like. I like to be adored. I like to mm-hmm. I like affection. And I was like, wow. I was like, if that was my relationship or my marriage, how would I feel? You know, one thing I would say about our marriage and our relationship is something that I love so much is I'm a sensitive person. Things bother me. They affect me. It's some things, you know, make me work harder give me that drive to work harder some things you know piss me off you know i'm just that type of person so you feel deeply i feel deeply about shit yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. so when it comes to things i love the fact that and this and you don't i don't have to ask you you just genuinely do it if something bothers you you're there to give me a hug and kiss me and say babe it's all right you know if something happened that's great you're there to kiss me and hug me and say babe congrats you know I love that in a relationship, and I love that in a woman, and I love that that you are that woman, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you do that, I mean, it could be, I mean, we could have a bad day where we're arguing, and something happens that's great, or something happens that's fucked up. You're still there, and you love me, and you kiss me, and you, you, you're, my, you're my real best friend. And I know a lot of people say that, and sometimes I look at Instagram posts, and I look at Instagram couples, and it's cute, and then when I see them, I'm like, they don't have that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and that's the thing I'm grateful for even more than anything else in this world is that, and I love that in our relationship.
1: Well, I think that's because I truly do adore you. Like, I have, like, a deep affection towards you that really resonates. You know, I was watching something the other day, and um, the person was talking about another person that they connected with Uh and the way that they described it was by saying my heart recognized his heart right and i feel that my heart recognizes your heart when i saw that you know like the light bulb went off and i said wow what a wonderful way to put that feeling Mm in two words and that's how i feel about you like i don't know i think that well, for me, the way that I communicate on a lot of levels is by touch and affection and um, sensitivity. Like, I think that I'm I'm very um, sensual in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. And um, that doesn't just have to be, you know, uh, preliminary to sex or anything mm-hmm. like that. But even, you know, during the day, that's how... I choose to communicate my love to you. You know, they say that there are, you know, several different love languages and people show their love for the person that they're with in a lot of different ways or Mm -hmm. one of many different ways. And that's one of the big ways that I show my love for you. But just like you said, you know, it comes naturally. It's not something that you even think about. Like when you're happy, I'm happy. It's like infectious. I I draw off of you. When you're sad, I'm sad. It breaks my heart to see you unhappy Mm -hmm. about something. And it's funny because I think that you know that very much about me. So sometimes when, you know, we're having a low point or a disagreement or something, I feel as though you're so um, tapped into how I feel about you that you'll kind of play on the fact that you know that I can't stand to see you upset or Mm -hmm. um, out of position. Um, But that's how connected I feel that we are. And maybe you're right. You know, maybe some relationships may be missing that. Right. Because I don't think that, as you said earlier, that being in love with somebody or simply loving somebody is synonymous with adoring them. Mm-hmm. You know, the same way that I can feel as though you can love somebody tremendously, but not like them at all. And you know what else made me think about it? What's that? Um,
0: Mara uh, Brockakill, right? She is the producer and creator of uh, Girlfriends. hmm She also uh, did, uh, was it Being Mary Jane? Mm-hmm. Uh, She also worked on various shows. I think she worked on Moesha, she worked on the Jamie Foxx show, and she has a a new show on the OWN Network called Love Is. Mm -hmm. And uh, she came on a Breakfast Club a couple of days ago, and she was talking about her husband. Mm -hmm. Now, she's about 48. I'm I'm assuming her husband's in that same ballpark. But the way she was talking about her husband. Now, Love Is is based on their life. Mm -hmm. You know, she she came from, I'm not sure where it was, but... uh, she came from, I want to say like Denver. She came from like Denver, moved to LA to be in, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He was from the Bay Area and, you know, they kind of just met each other in LA trying to get their things together and they wound up marrying and they've been together. Now he's like a super producer and a super director. She's a super producer. It's just, it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. But the way she spoke about her husband mm-hmm. was like, wow, you know, and, and, and it gave me that feeling of she adored him. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, she was talking about just, you know, how when she sees him every day, how it makes her feel and Mm -hmm. how she wants to be fit because she wants to look good for him. She knows her husband is handsome and and sexy and she wants to make sure that she's sexy for him at all times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and we were talking to the actors because they're actually playing, like I said, her life and the actor was like, what really opened my eyes when they were on set. I seen the way he looked at her Mm -hmm. and the way he looked at her was like the first time he ever seen her in her life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I was like, that gave me that feeling where, you know, when I see you come out the bathroom and, and you have no clothes on, I'm I'm sorry, but you have no clothes (laughs) on. It's, I get giddy. Like the first time I ever seen you with no clothes on, you know, you know, and, or when we're dressed to go out, it's like, I look at you and I'm like, wow, you look amazing, you know. And it's like, even even when you're pregnant, when you're pregnant, it does even more to me because it's like, I don't know why, and maybe it's the fact that I know that you you have a our life in your side, in your in your belly, and that motherly feeling, and it's a motherly slash sexy feeling. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but it gives me that feeling, and and that is something like, I, I don't know, and it's just. You know, because I think about our relationship a lot and I'm like, well, what keeps this thing ticking? You know, what keeps this thing moving? What keeps this thing fresh? Mm -hmm. You know, what's Mm -hmm. the reason why, you know, we can spend 20 hours a day all the time. And I go to work and then when I get off, I call you and then I don't get tired of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The feeling that we can go out and it could be a whack club and we sit there and still have a good time. Or it could be a great club and we still have a good time. And, and what's that reason? Like, what is that formula? What is that seasoning? Like, what the fuck is it? Like, can I sell it in a bottle? Why? <laughs> and it's it's the fact that the way that you make me feel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm like, that is amazing. That You know, people ask me all the time and I was like, You know, my baby adores me, you know, and I don't do as much of the adoring. I don't know if that's a word, the adoring as you do, but I feel it, but I just don't do it. And I don't know why.
1: Um, I think that you do, but you don't necessarily do it in the way that I do it. See, I don't think that it's fair to put a specific definition Mm -hmm. on things because Our actions tend to dictate how we feel inside. Mm -hmm. And I know that you adore me. And it's not, and you are, here's the thing, you are extremely affectionate. Mm -hmm. You may not be as affectionate as I am, but for instance, today um, we were on a plane from Miami to New York. right? And before the plane took off, you must have kissed me. Three or four times right. while we were on the tarmac. And then while we're on the flight, you're you know going in and out of sleep and adjusting your position. And in between each time that you adjusted your position, you just looked at me and would say, I love you, and then kiss me, and then fall right back asleep. You must have done that another four or five times throughout mm-hmm. that, I don't know, two hour and 45 minute flight. So for most people, that would consider that extremely affectionate right. and you're like that all the time we could be driving in the car we could be laying in bed watching TV we can just be having a conversation a conversation and you'll just stop what you're doing mid-sentence and you'll look at me with this look in your eyes and I feel so unbelievably loved right. all the time and you'll stop and you'll just kiss me or I mean you tell me that you love me no lie. Maybe 15, 16 times a day. Right. I don't even know if you realize how much you say it. And every time that you say it, I feel it. So it doesn't get old. It's like, it's like every time you say it, it's like a shot of electricity. Right. You know? And you know, I was talking to somebody, this might have been this was a long, this might have been three years ago. And I have no idea what the conversation was about and I have no idea how we got to this part of the conversation. But I remember telling them, oh, I, re- I actually do remember now. Um, during our conversation, mm-hmm. you called twice mm-hmm. and the first time that you called, I must have smiled or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And I told you I was in the middle of um, lunch with somebody Okay, and I would call you back. And then you called back in like another 20 minutes. I guess you needed an answer to something and you couldn't wait. And I must have smiled again. And I hung up. And the girl that I was having lunch with said to me, that's so funny to me. And I said, what? She said, the expression on your face each time that you looked at your phone and it was Rashawn calling. I said, well, what do you mean? She said, I could see the happiness in your face every time that you looked at the phone. Both times, like you smiled and I said, you know something, this is an opportunity for a little bit of self-reflection. I said, just hold on a second. Let me just think about this for a second. And I might've taken about like, I don't know, 20 seconds to myself. And I said, you know what? You're right. Every time that he calls and I look at the phone, I feel like butterflies in a sense mm-hmm. or like a little bit of hat, like that's my baby. Like, That's my baby. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm anxious to pick up and I want to hear what you have to say or even even if it's you updating me on where you're going or, you know, what your next move is or if you have to ask me a question or whatever it is, like, I am always anxious to hear your voice. I'm always anxious to be around you. I love being around you. I love being in your presence. Even if, you know, like there's times where you'll say, Um, babe I have to go to the bank you want to take a ride Mm -hmm. and I can have on a pair of your boxer shorts and a t-shirt and I'm quick to be like "All right, I'll just throw on some flip flops because I like to just be in the car with you for those 13 minutes that it's going to take to get to the bank or you know to get to the grocery store to get your avocados or you know whatever it is I just love being around you so I don't know like if I have to think about what it is or why I think a lot of it you can chalk up to natural chemistry. Mm -hmm. Some of it, I think that you chalk up to friendship because I really do look at you as my friggin' friend. Like you are my friend. right? You know what I mean? So I think that's part of the reason why I like to be around you. But that deep affection towards Mm -hmm. you, that adoration, um, I think that it may be, a chemistry thing, like I don't really use this word too much, um, mm-hmm. but maybe a soulmate thing. Yeah, you you know what? And
0: I agree with you. And there was something that that I I, I don't think I told you about, but I had a conversation with this uh, lady on a plane. Did I tell you about it?
1: Well, I don't, I don't know. think so. You hear a little bit more.
0: I was uh, going to Jamaica. I had a show in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last time you went? Yeah, the last time I went. Mm-hmm. And um, this white lady sat next to me from Toronto. right Mm -hmm. and um the reason i'm telling you she's white because it it wouldn't matter but the reason i tell you she was she was white and she was younger i would she was in her her, i would say late 30s Mm -hmm. um and she sat next to me on a plane and people were getting on the plane and they recognized me so everybody was like what up envy what up envy so it kept happening so she was like you know she was kind of intrigued like well who are you what do you do you Mm know so i told her i'm a dj um Whatever, I'm coming, I'm actually going to Jamaica to DJ. And I was like, what, are you going on vacation? And she was like, no, I live in Jamaica.
1: Mm-hmm. And it was just
0: odd to me because she didn't sound Jamaican. <laughs> you know, it was like, do you, you live in Jamaica? She mm-hmm. was like, yeah. I said, well, how? Why? Do you have a business there? Well, what happened was she's originally from Toronto. She went out there to Jamaica and um, she met a yacht. She met an island man. Mm-hmm. She fell in love with an island man mm-hmm. and she just said, I'm living here. Mm-hmm. So she works from her computer. So she just pretty much moved. They have kids, and he's kind of like the, you know, pretty much the day dad. He does everything, he takes care of the kids, he cooks, and she's the one that works. Mm-hmm. So um, it's kind
1: of like how my grandparents are. Um, like my, I told you, my grandfather is Scottish. Mm-hmm. So he had a business in Jamaica. And my grandmother is half Chinese, half Jamaican. And she was born and raised in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And he met her and they got married and had my mother. And, you know, that's how she's mixed with what she's mixed with. But similar to what you're saying. And no, you didn't tell me this story. Continue. Yeah. I'm intrigued.
0: So um, she tells me so. she, t- So I was just asking. I was like, so all of a sudden I thought for sure that, and this happens a lot. People meet. These Jamaican dudes or these island dudes on cruise ships, and then it's like Stella got her groove back. Jamaican dudes, Western dudes, knocking them off. I know, like I hear that all the time. Uh-huh. But you know, she really, you know, she fell in love. But she basically telling me, she basically told me that she pretty much Dubo, Debo's the guy. Like I'm the breadwinner, and pretty much you do what I say. We're we gonna take the you're gonna take daughter to here because I told you to do it. So she's telling me this, right?
1: Oh, but really? that's
0: what that that wasn't what intrigued me. So so we're talking, and then she was like. So I was like, oh, okay. She was like, um, so she asked me about you. She was like, so your wife doesn't mind that you go out. I said, no, not at all. I said, so, I said, most of the time she goes with me. I said, but this trip, I'm only gonna be in Jamaica for like six hours. So for her to come for this trip is is more of an inconvenience. She's not gonna right. want to do that. So she was like, <laughs> right. she was like, oh, she was like, yeah, you know, because my husband, when I leave, he he sometimes he beefs. And so it got to the point where I have this rule in the house. And I said, Well, what rule? And she was like, if it's not going to mean we're breaking up, we're not going to argue about it. And I said, what? What? She says, if we, if the argument is not going to cause us to break up, like it's not going to go that far, <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to fucking talk about it. Word? And I was like, word? And, and and he bought it? And, she, and she, I was like, that's what I said. I said, he bought it? He was like, yeah, I pay the bills. <laughs> so now, when I got wow. back. Wow. Wait, went, wait, how
1: did you respond when she said that?
0: I was like, I love it. What? I'm going to tell you why.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> Try that over here. I'm going to
0: tell you why. why. But now, if we get into an argument or something upsets me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think of it like, if, it, if I'm not mad enough to where I want to leave, drop it. Life is too short.
1: Okay, I'm going to stop you there. Why? Because that doesn't... That's not legit. It is legit. No, 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 no. It is legit. Okay, now let me ask. Okay, let's do a little Q&A. Okay. Can you see, now I'm basing this question off of conversations that we've had in the past. Correct. Can you see me doing anything to you or that concerns you that would cause you to want to leave me ever? No. It's not feasible to you, right? No. Okay. So let's say that you have a gripe about Something regarding my personality okay, or the way that I deal with you, the way mm-hmm. that I talk to you, the way that <clears throat> I mother your children right, or anything else. You mean to tell me that if you come to me, not in an argumentative type of way, but if you come to me and bring it to my attention and I disagree and you also in a conversational tone come back at me and I go back at you, mm-hmm. and then it escalates right. because we're disagreeing, and maybe we really dislike each other's take on the situation. Right. That At that point, that's when a conversation turns into an argument. Mm-hmm. Do you mean to tell me that at that point, you just drop it and put all of your concerns, your thoughts, and your feelings to the side because it's not going to cause us our relationship, and you're not going to break up with me as a result of it? Of course not.
0: No. Nah, well, I wouldn't say that. Now, let me explain. What she said went so far, went solely, totally, totally left. Right. Mm-hmm. She made a left turn and she kept going too, too many blocks down. <laughs> but what she said that made me think about it was why beef about the small things? And, I, and I'm, I'm going to give you an example. Right. Sometimes when I come home and we talked about this on an earlier podcasts, right? I am tired on the way home and you might be say, "Babe, can you stop and get me an avocado or uh, what is it called? Guacamole." Guacamole. Or, "Babe, can you stop at at uh, Bed Bath and Beyond and pick up some shit, <laughs> shitsy bits whatever it's called, whatever you want me to pick up." <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just renamed whatever Paper. insignificant thing that I'm asking you, you for ask as a shitsy me bit. Hand
0: hand towels for the bathroom. You <laughs> might ask me to pick up extra hangers or right. whatever it is, right? Uh, shitsy bits. Shitsy bits. Got it. And sometimes I'm I'm like, fuck no, I'm tired. I just I've been working. I had a show last night.
1: But you say yes anyway.
0: But I say yes anyway, mm-hmm. right? Because I look at it like it's not that big of a deal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If my baby wants me to stop for five minutes, I'll just stop. Mm-hmm. Before I might have been like, no, nah, I don't feel like stopping. And I know it would get into an argument Mm -hmm. because you would think, nigga, I do so many things for you. I'm I'm thinking those terms. All right, But you might be thinking, (laughs) I'm tired. I'm my late. I've been dealing with these kids all damn day. When you get home, but I still say, you know what, baby, you want something to drink? And I'll go downstairs and get you something to drink.
1: So. And you might rationalize that it takes more time to argue, bicker and beef than to just stop at Bed Bath & Beyond and get whatever it is that I'm asking. Exactly.
0: So my mind frame is kind of like that woman where she's like, you know what? Is it worth arguing? Is it that serious? No. So I'll stop five minutes and go get whatever the shitsy bitch that she wants. Same thing if you come back and you say, all right, now now, now the other day you were like, you were like, um, babe, uh, can you put the toilet seat down? Right?
1: Yes. And, you said the other day, like, that's not a normal conversation. Right.
0: But I really think about it like, do you want me to pee on the toilet seat or put the toilet seat down? Which one is it? Because when what? I, listen to this. When I go to the bathroom, right, you want me to lift the toilet seat up, pee, and then put it back down.
1: When you're done, yes, like a normal human being that has common cert courtesy for someone that might might be using the bathroom behind them. So
0: let me ask you a question. When you go to the bathroom, do I expect you to say, okay, you pee, and then lift the toilet seat back up when I come in there?
1: No, because, okay, first of all, that's ridiculous. Why? But let me entertain it. Entertain it. Because the next time that you use the bathroom, you might need to poop, and you might need to sit down. Or it might not be you that's using the bathroom afterwards. It might be another female. I just shut you up. Oh, it might be another male. It might be our son. Now he
0: might have to go pee. Right. So, so you why
1: would I assume that the next person that's entering our bathroom has a penis? So
0: why would I and, assume and, the next person on. has he a has vagina? To, he
1: has to have a penis and not have to poop.
0: How would I assume that the next person that has a vagina?
1: Because it's our bathroom and 9 times out of 10 it's going to be me using the bathroom behind you and it's common courtesy to put the toilet seat down. Are we really having this conversation? I, I don't know why that's common courtesy. I don't even know courtesy. how we just got here. I don't even know why how that's did we com- just get but, here. Why is that common courtesy because you're a female? No. If I have to go after you the toilet seat should be up. But you may not have to go after me. You may not have to go after me and the next time that you need to use the bathroom the toilet seat may need to be down because that might be the way in which you have to handle your business. All right.
0: For now on, you know what? I'm closing the toilet seat. Why right? don't you
1: just get your own toilet? Now I'm at a point where I don't even want to share a toilet with you because we have too many toilet conversations. So now listen to this. Oh, listen sidebar, this. sidebar. You know what else I don't like since we're on the topic? What? Why? I don't know. But since we're over here in this corner, I don't like the fact that you completely disrobe while you're on the toilet. How many times do I go in to use the bathroom and the entire, like the, all of the clothes that you were wearing before you went into the bathroom are on the floor in front of the toilet? I'm talking about your tank top, your t shirt, if you had a jacket on, your pants, your underwear, your socks, and your Jordans are all in front of the bathroom. I mean, all in front of the toilet. Why?
0: Because I like to get comfortable when I'm, when I'm doing number two.
1: Rashawn, that needs to stop. I got to step over all of your stuff in order to use the bathroom and it's ridiculous. I need you. Like, it's ridiculous. Your entire outfit. All right. All right. Touche. Now, when
0: I brush my teeth, I got to step over all your shit. Your your Tasha cleanser. Your Tasha... I uh eyebrow brush your Tasha Tasha doesn't lipstick. make an eyebrow. Brush. I got all your shit that's in there with the, just your your face regimen. I got to step over to brush my motherfucking First of all, teeth. So you don't
1: have to step over it because it's not on the floor yeah. and it's put nicely. And I got to be careful, In a glass container, but I got to be careful that I don't knock it sink. over.
0: That because I don't. want Now you got to step over I it. it. Now, now it's it all over, over the
1: plate. No, it's nicely yeah, organized. That stuff is there in a compartment, the, I, and I don't okay. have to. I don't have
0: to deal with okay, going at that so when I brush my teeth. Okay, so that didn't
1: make any sense. Don't listen. You're you're just fight. You're, you're just grasping at straws and you right see, now. And
0: like what the lady said, instead of arguing, it's not going to end this relationship. I'm like, just sh- say, baby, you're right. Baby, sure.
1: <laughs> see? See how well that worked? But getting back to what she said, arguments, although they're not enjoyable, it's sometimes the natural progression of a conversation, which means that sometimes arguments are a form of communication. But I love- So you, you have, sometimes it gets to that point. And that's so the so you of the can't say too, that I'm going, what? What's the name of the podcast? The
0: name of the podcast is going to be, if it ain't going to break us up, I ain't arguing about that's it. That's not
1: going to be the name that's of the podcast. That's a dope name, yes no, it is. No, it's not. See, I'm
0: not arguing with you, so go ahead, baby. So sure. I'm just going to have my way. Yeah, whatever you like. <laughs> whatever whatever <laughs> you <laughs> like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, so sometimes, my point is sometimes that you, you have to argue. Sometimes it's, it's natural and it doesn't mean that we despise each other. It means that we both have a difference of opinion that we're passionate about. And of course, it's in the best interest of the relationship to keep everything on a conversational level where respect is being exchanged mm-hmm. and you're taking into consideration each other's feelings and, and you're respecting the things that are coming out of their mouth even if you disagree with it. Of course. But what I'm saying is that For for it to be that way 100% of the time is somewhat unrealistic. Mm -hmm. And for the percent of the time that it gets to that place that's not as pleasant, it doesn't mean that we stop talking about it because it's not breakup worthy. Because at the end of the day, you really need to communicate 100%. Like, I need to know all of your thoughts and feelings when it pertains to this relationship and vice versa. You have to have that reciprocity. I get what you're
0: saying. I understand what you're saying, but not arguing...
1: Is, is also you just great don't thing. like to argue. I don't. And there's nothing wrong you with that. You would rather do a thousand different things other than argue. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yes. Well,
0: back to the adora conversation. But mm-hmm. it was nice. It was still nice. It's nothing kidding. nice. But I, I just kidding. wanted to say that, you know, I adore you and I love you. That That's that's where that was coming from. I, that's all I wanted to say. I love you too. Oh, all right.
1: I love you too.
0: All right. Now, um, let's keep it moving. Let's get to the email of the week. Mm-hmm. We were talking for a long time.
1: Worry? Of course you're timing it.
0: Yeah, that was 37 minutes. <laughs> 38 minutes, actually. <laughs> All right. Now listen to this. Uh, her name is the girl from the bay. All right? Mm-hmm. Hey, Gia. Hi, MV. So I've been with this guy for six, year, six years now. We live together and we share a three-year-old son together. He can be real selfish and rarely ever does anything nice for me. We don't have the same interests, so we can't even watch TV together. He doesn't like my family and he doesn't even have a valid reason for disliking him. One day he says uh, we are going to get married. The next day he says he just doesn't feel it in his heart.
1: Wow,
0: I'm confused about everything because though we don't have the ideal relationship, I do love him and he says he loves me. We're just very different people and I feel like we would never leave each other. So I want to make my family official Mm. and I want us to have all the same last name. I feel like I'm 30 and I'm only getting older and I do believe in marriage and keeping the family together, but I don't want it to cost me the chance to meet someone that could be better for me and shows me more attention and actually doesn't have any doubts about marriage. I don't have anyone particular in mind. I'm just saying, what do I do? I'd really love your point of view. Thank you, guys. P.S. I would love to see the live show, but I can't afford to fly out there. Would love if you guys ever come out this way or maybe uh, put the live shows <laughs> on a podcast where we can still be part of it. Sincerely. Oh, look at that. The girl from the bay.
1: Mm-hmm. Let me just start by saying something about this. When I listened to that email, Hmm. I get the direct feeling that that whole scenario is a settling scenario. Okay. I think that, and this is my opinion, I think that people love the idea of marriage. Right. Typically, more so women. Than men mm-hmm. usually takes men a little bit longer to get hip to the idea of marriage and to get them to want to walk down that aisle. Right. Um, but I do think that most men do come to that point at a particular time in their lives. Right. Usually I think it's after they have lived okay. after they've experienced everything that they want to experience. Mm-hmm. Then they find the person that they love and that they feel that they don't want to be without. um, Or sometimes I think that they may get close to losing that person and they decide that that's the person that they want to be with and they're done with the foolishness and the games. So with that being said, people treat marriage in a sense like a novelty. Mm -hmm. Um, It's such a big decision to decide that you want to spend the rest of your life with someone. Right. I think that when you make that decision, it must be someone that you love. Hopefully, one day, if you don't already, can get to the point where you adore them, because uh-huh. that may not be everybody's MO. But you have to truly enjoy their company. Right. Enjoy being around them, spending time with them talking to them. They have to be able to bring significant joy to your life. If they don't, I believe that you are selling yourself short and you're committing to a lifetime of mediocrity. Right. And that is a shame. And I'm speaking from a personal perspective because truth be told, I enjoy every day with you. Mm Mm-hmm. And for anyone that's experiencing anything less, it really is a shame because marriage is a choice. Right. Nobody puts a gun to anyone's head and says, you must marry me. You must decide to be with me for the rest of my life. It's a choice. And if you choose to shortchange yourself, then it's really a pity. I think that people should have higher standards for themselves and people must be patient and believe that that kind of love is coming to them. Right. In this situation, she talks more about all the things that they don't do together and the things that aren't quite right. And of course, no relationship is perfect, but it seems as though this email speaks more overwhelmingly about the negative. And when she says that she loves him, it's more like, you know, I do love him, though, or something to that effect. Uh And we feel as though, you know, something like we, you know, we can never be without each other or we're never going to leave each other Mm -hmm. or whatever. That doesn't convince me that these two people belong together. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, yeah, I'm willing to make it work and he's willing to make it work. So we're just going to, you know, we're just going to do it. Right. You know, like. Just kind of, this is where we found ourselves and no, I freaking want somebody that's going to watch TV with me. Right. If you didn't watch TV with me, that would be a problem. Right. That would be a problem because now I know a couple that they love each other and they have completely different tastes when it comes to the things that they watch on television. Correct. And I was speaking to the husband and I said to him, I said, you know, and because it was a thing for him, right? It's like, oh, well, she's always watching X, Y, and Z. And I want to be watching this, that, and the third. So she's always in the bedroom. I'm always in the living room. And I'm like, well, that's time that you guys can spend together. I said, why don't you, if she watches eight shows a week, for instance, Mm -hmm. let's say seven shows a week, I said, you can't pick two of them that you can stomach watching so that at least the two of you are together and maybe you can have conversation about it or Even if it's not that deep, laugh or, you know, figure out the mystery together. Whatever it is, you can't sacrifice two hours just to be there so that the two of you are doing something together. Right. I said, that's a sacrifice that you make. And it's a sacrifice that might actually bring you some kind of joy. Right, right, right. Do you know what I mean? So they don't even like the same things on TV, you know? And it seems as though he's finding a reason to dislike her family. Correct. It sounds to me as though he's just a miserable person. I couldn't marry a miserable person. So from what I understand, my opinion is that you shouldn't really be thinking about marrying somebody so that you and your child can share his last name. Of course that's important. Right. You know, any woman, well, I don't want to speak for all women, Most women, I believe, if you have a child with somebody and you do care for them, it would be, you know, one of your dreams that you can be a family and share the last name. But I got to tell you this, that sure as hell wouldn't drive me. That wouldn't drive me to be like, you know, to say before God and my loved ones, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you right? because I might have your last name, but I might also have a whole host of other problems and you dragging me down your miserable road. Right. I don't want to be there. Not not so I can have your last name. Absolutely not. So, with him saying that, you know, yeah, 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 I want to get married or I just don't feel it in my heart. Babe, let me tell you. That whole I just don't feel it in my heart? Emailer, that would weigh on me like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. Those words are heavy. Before you give me your opinion, what do you make of those words? I just don't feel it in my heart. Yeah, I I mean, I don't like that. It says a lot. Yeah, it does. It says a whole lot. It says when you love somebody and you want, like, you feel that feeling organically. Right. You know, it's like it's a deep seated feeling, you know. He seems like the the type of person that would have to be convinced. And I'm not saying that he owes it to you to be in love with you. I'm not saying he's wrong for not loving you. Or you said that he does love you. But not having that quote, that feeling in his heart. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He has every right to feel the way that he feels. So I'm not condemning him for not feeling. What I'm saying is that you have to recognize your truth. And as people that want to be with someone in a relationship, we tend, and I've been guilty of this, we tend to believe what we want to believe. Because we love them. We're sitting here giving out benefits of the doubt, like left, right, and sideways. Mm -hmm. We make excuses. We do things because we want to see the best in someone. But the best gift that you can see, that you can give yourself, is seeing the truth for what it is in its actions and in its words. And coming to terms with those things and making sense of those things and then making the best decision for yourself to move forward.
0: Right. You know, you know, I would say this. Um, I don't like what he said about, you know, his heart and he doesn't know if his heart is into it. And I kind of have a problem with that. You know, Um, reason being is that just telling me then why the fuck are you here? If your heart's not in it, then why are you here? You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 that that really bothered me with him saying that.
1: I don't feel it in my heart. Yeah, that, right? that, yeah. If you right. don't feel it in
0: my heart, then why the fuck are we playing these games? Yeah. Like, oh, am I just here for a piece of ass? You just come in here to get some. You just come in here to fucking and then leave? If it's not in your heart, nah. Because I'm at that age where I don't just don't want to fuck. Like, I have a, a child now, and I need to make sure my child is raised the proper way in the proper home, and not just seeing a guy coming here fucking his mom mm-hmm. and keeping it moving. If if you don't feel that way to me, that's how I feel. Um,
1: even if he's not coming and going, even if they live together, right? you know, but you, I, I, I agree with what you said. Like if we're not on the path of motivation, getting to the next point or even priming ourselves and making adjustments and changing and bettering ourselves for each other so that we can get to that point. What the hell are we doing here?
0: Right. And
1: like we're just stagnant. We're just stagnant. We're just sitting here looking at each other.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. And you know, I get what you're saying. You have a child, and and you you want to have a you know a married family, you know, raising that child. But it gets to the point where you don't want to do anything for that child. You don't want to force yourself where you're unhappy for years and years and years for that child.
1: I've never believed that.
0: So I, I do feel that you know you need to have a conversation. I don't like that, and I would and and I would I would take that seriously. Says my heart's not in it. Okay, if your heart's not in it, then what are we doing? And that's the conversation you need to to to, to have your heart's not in it then what are we doing then, then then what are we are we just sitting here playing Are we playing house and if not then i need to like you said maybe move on and look for somebody that's willing to have his heart in it if you if your heart's not in it you know cuz those are the type of games you don't want to play one day yes I, I i think we you know we will get married in the next day and no, my heart's not in it now nah, that doesn't work for there's me there's no push and pull here not you at know all.
1: like figure out what you want and then work towards that but i agree with um, with what you just said. Right. Uh, and I've said this before um, on an earlier podcast, but I don't believe at all in marrying somebody because I have a child with them mm-hmm. or staying in a marriage because I have a child with them. Children flourish when they're being raised by two happy parents. Correct. Especially to that love each other. Because when you're in a love relationship, it spills over into happiness in other parts of your life. You know, like when you're in love, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate, like you go to work happy, there's an extra pep in your step, right. you're smiling for no reason sometimes, you might give a homeless person a couple extra dollars more than you would have normally given him when you right, passed him right. on the street. When you're in love, it brightens up your whole life. Mm-hmm. And if you're not feeling those feelings, you're not able to give that, to give that in and of itself and to give that example right. to your children. Absolutely. And being married and forcing a relationship for the sake of a child is really like when you think about it, like the child, listen, kids see everything, mm-hmm. but more than they see, they sense they sense, they sense when mommy and daddy's not right. They sense when mommy and daddy are having an argument. They sense when mommy and daddy really aren't in love or enjoying each other because we do so many things subconsciously right. that we don't ever take the time to sit and reflect upon. And we especially don't take the time to think about how it's affecting our kids. Absolutely. But being in a loving relationship is the best gift that you can give your kids. And second to that is being in no relationship, secondary to a relationship that is missing all the components that it needs to have to thrive.
0: Right. So
1: my point is I wouldn't do it just because I have a child with this man.
0: Right. I think you need to have a conversation and and break down what he says about having his heart into it and break that down, have that conversation. and, And from that conversation, you should be able to decide if that's something that you want to pursue or if it's like, you know what? I love you to death, but maybe this is not working for us.
1: But, you know, you you really have to have a sit down. Mm-hmm. And it he has to get the gist that what's about to take place is a serious conversation. Absolutely. That it's a make it or break it kind of conversation. Because, you know, we all have conversations. I've had a thousand conversations with Rashawn where I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm, damn near threatening and i'm you know i'm saying whatever i'm feeling and something about my delivery he knows that yeah whatever like you just talking right now Mm -hmm. but then there's been times where we've had conversations where he knows i'm dead ass serious and it only took one conversation for a change to be made right so my point is that you need to have a serious conversation with him, and he needs to be able to derive from you that it's a serious conversation that you're about to have that can really have a huge influence on the rest of your lives together or not. Absolutely. You know, and you need to address all the things that are lacking in your relationship. And the goal, if you guys decide to stay together, it needs to be that the two of you become closer and become a unit. And are the guardian of each other's welfare, right? Because that's something that I think that's missing in a lot of relationships. I don't think that we realize that we like. I look at you as like your protector right. in a lot of ways. Like when someone messes with you, the claws come out, right? For me, same with me. No, ser- like I feel when when I like I I can't even really explain it, but. Something happens inside of me when I feel like you're being disrespected or you're being wronged or you're not getting your just desserts or whatever it is, I feel it because I kind of feel like I I am invested in your welfare. Right. You know, and I think that, and I think we said this the last podcast, you know, I feel like we get up every day, both of us thinking, what can I do today to make my person's life better? Right. What can I do to make him happier today? What can I do to make her happier today? Right. What can I do to make his life easier and vice versa? Because I think that we're responsible for each other. Absolutely. And people have to realize that they're resp- you're responsible for your person. Oh, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he... The both of you need to be on the same accord. You need to get on the same page and that understanding needs to be had where you understand and he understands that you're partially responsible for each other's happiness. So you need to work towards that. If you're not getting a good reception from him and you love him enough to try and fight, because I'm not saying just throw the whole man away. I'm saying you have to do all of the steps if this is what you want. And then if all the steps lead to nowhere... Then you have to consider, you know, ending ending the relationship. Absolutely. So one of those steps might be therapy. He might need somebody to open his eyes. Maybe to say this is what you're doing wrong because he might be hard headed, pig headed, stubborn. Right. And he just may have no clue what he's doing. Correct. Or and, you might you might and the have to walk. That it's you having, might have to
0: walk or threaten that you're going to walk for him to fix up.
1: You might have to threaten. But here's the thing about threats: like I personally don't threaten without the intention of following through. Right. You know, every time I've threatened you, <laughs> I genuinely had the, the, the intention of following through. Right. So I think that you just need to really have that serious conversation.
0: Absolutely. And, and hopefully that they, they do work it out. Cause I, I would love to see them in the same household, get it together. But my, he, he has to treat you right. You have to feel comfortable and you have to feel good. Yep. All right. Well, that is it for us. It's time to get up out of here. Okay. Don't forget again July 27th. I can't wait to see you guys at Sony Hall. It's a Friday. It's date night. So go get your tickets to ticketmaster.com. We're going to have uh the podcast. We're going to have a lot of fun on that stage. Uh, a lucky person or lucky couple is going to uh do double date with us. Mm-hmm.
1: We're going to do dinner
0: and and something else. A club, a movie, a hookah bar, something. We're going to do something.
1: We're not going to the movies. Right. Definitely not going. I'm just telling you that.
0: Okay. Well, none of
1: You're definitely not going to the movies. Right, well, it's
0: dinner and something else. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Well, that's July 27th. And we'll see you guys next week. I'm DJ Envy. And
1: I am Gia Casey.
0: And that's another edition of The Casey Crew
1: Doodles.